Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Now's the time to help us out. There's so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, become a sponsor, or do all of the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. We're going classic Hollywood as we celebrate the golden age of movie musicals as we make Mike watch Singing in the Rain. And joining me is someone who can always make me laugh. It's Nancy Nogood. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. Especially so, after that movie. Yeah, me too. That was like the epitome of like a feel-good movie. Right? I feel good. Not no good. I feel good. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I like, thank you for making me watch this. Oh my gosh. Even though it was on my list already. But thank you for picking <laughs> this movie i mean honestly no problem if anyone is ever like i need to watch singing in the rain i'm like yeah okay let's watch it like it's yeah it's such a great yeah like it's such a great feel-good movie it's such an epitome of the mu the movie musical like it's just such a fun movie and you're also in awe because of just like how brilliant of a movie it is like there's so many good things about it as well yeah and you have a very very special connection to it which we'll we'll talk through as yeah. we go through but um we are going to we're going to start off with the cold hard facts of the movie right so stars gene kelly donald o'connor and debbie reynolds mm-hmm. it's written by betty comden and Al adolph green with mm-hmm. songs by nasior brown and arthur freed Mm-hmm. It is directed and choreographed by Gene Kelly and Stanley Donnan. It was released in 1952 mm-hmm. and has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 100%. Hell yeah, it does. On 50 reviews. Yeah. Oh, and then we, we noticed we noticed a featured, featured actress in the film is a 21-year-old Rita Moreno. Yeah, yeah she's in it too, and uh, Sid Charisse is in it, and um, what's-her-face... Um, um, Lena, what's her? Oh, oh, um, Gene Hagen. Yeah, Gene Hagen's in it. It's it's, it's a great. It's such a cast. Good yeah. cast. Um, yeah. but I had what I have my uh, fans, our fans, like ask questions, and this is um a question that I got from um Blast Hollinsworth. To me, you've never seen it? Question mark exclamation point like five <laughs> times. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, I um have seen clips of it i've definitely seen it's definitely influenced me in a way but for me like when i was watching movies i was very much the kind of person who was gonna if i was gonna waste an hour and a half of my time i'm gonna watch something that i'm going to like really make me feel good and for me that was like the old-fashioned comedy like mel brooks and monty python oh yeah that's the shit that i would watch so i this is why we're doing this feature because I need to see movies that I was supposed to see when I was younger. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I've never seen it because I would watch like Young Frankenstein 100,000 times until I knew every word rather than go back and watch a new movie. I'd, I'm not someone who likes to like risk watching something and not be happy. Mm-hmm. I need to know I'm going to be happy if I'm going to see something. So, I think I can add this one to the list though. I'm I'm happy. This is this was good. Definitely, definitely. So I want to uh, start off with what the synopsis is, mm-hmm. and we're going to start with what is said on iTunes. Okay. Their synopsis, and then I'm going to tell you what I thought the movie was about, and you're going to tell me which one was better. Okay, great. So according to iTunes, 
Silent screen star Don Lockwood and studio pianist Cosmo Brown learned to adjust to the advent of sound while dealing with the temperamental Lena Lamont, a leading lady whose voice put the siren in screen siren. Like it or not, Don's career is tied to Lena, who longs for their fake off-screen romance to be real. When Don meets aspiring actress Kathy Selden, he may have discovered just the voice he needs to save his career and his love life. Okay? Yep. iTunes. My version, what I thought it was about. Really famous old people break out into song and dance about good mornings, making people laugh, and of course, singing in the rain. Who was bad? Who was closer? Who, who got a little better? Uh, <laughs> you know, I think they both really um, hit the nail right on the head. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was iTunes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what I thought the movie was about. Like, I had no idea what the plot was at mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So watching it, I was like, okay, I did not know it was actually about, like, making a movie. I thought, yeah. like, this was, like, a classic musical where, like, they literally break out into song about their emotions and their feelings, which they do once. And such, like, a big um, specific point of making, of, like, movie-making history. It's, like, yeah. the first talkie. So it's, like, such a, such a, a pivotal moment in the history of cinema yeah. as well. Just on top of that, it's which is such an interesting... Um, uh, just decision to place it there. Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about your history with the movie. Yeah. What, when did you fall in love with Singing in the Rain? So uh, growing up, my, my parents made sure that um, my siblings and I all watched like the really old movies and all the old movie musicals. And so um, one of the first ones I remember watching is Singing in the Rain and uh, just growing up with Gene Kelly movies and... Um, Debbie Reynolds and and Gene and Gene Hagen and and um, Donald O'Connor, um, all of their like everything they've done other than it was really like, excuse me, it was really this movie was like, kind of like such an important movie and I would watch it at least weekly, like just always wanting to watch this movie over and over and over again and then we would find. What what else has Debbie Reynolds done? We'll watch all that. What else has Gene Kelly done? What else has Gene Hagen done? What else has Donald O'Connor done? And find everything else they've watched. And it just always goes back to this movie. And I feel like there's so many, so many, like, Gene Kelly's ass in this movie, which I mentioned, like, at least mm-hmm. five times when we were watching it, just how hot he is and how, just, like, as a queer kid growing up, thinking how important it was to, to just, like, how much I couldn't stop staring at how hot he was. And like, just, I would always think about like, I want to like, like, first of all, I want to dance just like that. Like you think about like, especially as like a kid, like you fall in love with tap dancing, like seeing this movie and you're like, I want to tap dance exactly how he's doing it. And just like exude that, that energy and that charisma and that confidence. And like, also you're so hot. Like it just, it's such a, yeah, it, it's definitely like if you if I had any movie to like be like, what was the first movie you watched that you were like, wow, men are hot? It was definitely Singing in yeah. the Rain. And you may or may not have been in a little production of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yes, yes, um, I was in a product. It was like it came full circle when I was in high school, and that's when I started. That was like the fir- That was my first show I was really ever in was in a production of Singing in the Rain. And you played? I played I played third assistant director. <laughs> I played um ensemble and I played um in the 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 Broadway medley dream sequence. The the woman that Gene Kelly's character's for, mm-hmm. her mobster husband. Oh I played the, the, the guy with the scar? Husband. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, now I have a, um, a question, and hopefully this person's not listening, because you're going to reveal something. Yeah. So you said you had, like, a big crush on uh, Gene Kelly. Yeah. Did you have a crush on the guy who played Don? Um, I thought he was really, really cute. But not I, as good of a butt. Not as good of a butt as Gene Kelly. I thought he was really, really cute. It was great, though, because at my high school... Also, fun fact about my high school's production of Singing in the Rain, it was right when High School Musical came out. And, and USA Today did a huge thing where they showcased a, a high school musical in every state in America. And you had to submit. And we submitted for our high school. And we got chosen for the Ooh. state of South Carolina, like the number one musical that year. Or high school musical. And it was because we... We had a rain stage. Like, we, we built... Oh, okay, that's money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, And also, like, we were, like, a shitty theater department. We had no money, and we still, like, filled up this giant tank and built a wagon. And, like, on stage had it rain on stage. And at the end... Uh, and that was always the end of Act 1. And at intermission, I got to watch him get out of his really wet clothes. Of course you did. And it was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do we want to shout out um, this boy? Oh, I don't. I think he's like a priest now. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. It was Catholic school. It, like, oh my god, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. I have no idea where he is. All right, like the legacy of this movie. It was nominated for two Oscars for best supporting actress for Gene Hagen mm-hmm. and best original music score. Um, Donald O'Connor won the Golden Globe for best actor. Mm-hmm. Betty Comden and Adolph Green won the Writers Guild of America Award for best written American musical. Um, AFI. You know about AFI, right? Oh yeah. This is the list of things they were on. It appeared on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies at number 10, yeah. 100 Years, 100 Last at number 16, 100 Years, 100 Passions at number 16, 100 Years, 100 Songs for Singing in the Rain at number 3, Make Em Laugh at 49, and Good Morning at 72, and AFI's Greatest Movie Musicals at number 1. Yeah. It was it also the a, movie musical. Yeah, it is yeah. because it was um, adapted into a Broadway musical in 1985, mm-hmm. directed and choreographed by Twyla Tharp. Twyla Tharp. Twyla Tharp. It closed after 367 performances and 39 previews. Wow. So I guess the stage production was not that hot. I mean, it's a. It's like the dialogue is a direct lift from the yeah. movie. Like it's the same exact dialogue. Um, yeah, I think they just... I wonder... I can only imagine it rained on stage. Oh, I probably. Mean, I assume. It's Broadway. Like, why wouldn't they yeah. do it? Um, and, and again, like, this was 1985. This is the 80s. Broadway in the 80s really wanted those epic musicals. It was Grand Hotel, right? Wasn't that the uh, 80s? Well, Grand Hotel... No, I think 90s? it was the 90s. Uh, no, the 80s was, like, Les Mis and um, Phantom. Oh, and then gotcha, we had, like, gotcha. Into the Woods. Like, they, we preferred the epics as opposed to something lighthearted. So I guess maybe that's why it didn't land... Sure. I guess um, hmm. in the Reagan era, everything was sad. <laughs> yeah. um, can I give you some jaw-dropping <laughs> facts about the movie? Please. It is one of the rare movie musicals of the time that wasn't adapted from a Broadway musical as it was conceived by producer Arthur Freed as a means of showcasing songs he had written. Hmm. The one quote-unquote original song written specifically for the movie, Make Him Laugh, was actually a rip-off of Cole Porter's Be a Clown. Ha-ha! I knew it! I knew it! Debbie Reynolds had no dance experience before she made the movie. Yep. The three stars each had a health issue filming the three iconic numbers. Donald O'Connor needed a week's worth of bed rest after doing his signature moves for a Make Him Laugh. Debbie Reynolds popped blood vessels in her feet filming Good Morning. Gene Kelly had a fever while filming Singing in the Rain. Yep. Gwen Verdon 
provided the tap dance sounds of Gene Kelly singing in the rain sequence, and this was done while tapping in water. And Gene Kelly choreographed his dance scenes with Sid Charisse in a way that hid the fact that she was taller than him. Whoa! Yeah! Wow! And, like, so I, like, kind of looked out for that, and, like, you can see... Like, she was always, like, diagonal a bit, and he always was crouched down, so you could not tell. You thought it was part of, like, his, the move. His move. And then even with that stunt, we're going to talk about that stunning dream ballet moment. Yeah. Um, it was always from an angle where you can't tell height. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was always, stunning. like, stunning, 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 stunning. Wow. That's well, nuts. Are you ready to go through the movie and talk about the actual movie? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I will just say, side note, Be a Clown is in the Gene Kelly, Judy Garland film, The Pirate, and it is an amazing movie. Yep. All right, keep going. All right, so the movie opens with the three stars in raincoats and the black umbrellas, and they start singing in the rain. And I will say, um, I looked over, and you were smiling and bobbing your head, and I, so I, I knew this was going to be a night. It was going to be yes, cute. Yes, it was so good. So we get the classic Hollywood like credits before the movie starts, mm-hmm. and that's the moment when we both were like, Rita Moreno is in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, according to the credits. Credit she is. So the movie starts as the premiere of the Royal Rascal, and um, that lady in the purple headband talks in the microphone, and I want to be her. She was like kind of cool. She was everything. Yeah. Yeah, she was fine. Um, and then the guy yelling for Zelda. Oh my god, he was a mood. Yeah. He just pops out of nowhere. I was like, that, <laughs> yeah. you are a mood. It was. It's those. It's those parts. It's moments like that in the movie that you really be like, this is this is a stylized. A piece of storytelling like yeah. it's 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 not going to be realistic at all it's very heightened and it's very stylized and be on top of that this is a piece of history and time mm-hmm. because like watching someone announce the entrances of the stars on the red carpet is such a foreign concept in a way yeah like sometimes they'll still do it and like it's but it's not a big to do like you don't you don't do it at every yeah. movie premiere. no yeah. you don't um, like red carpets for like the Oscars, maybe you do that because you had to warn like all the television networks. But no, this is this was really fascinating to watch. Um, and then the entrance of Don and Lena compared to that of Cosmo is quite comical. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone like kind of goes Elvis for the couple. Oh yeah, and it's and it just the it, that also starts showing you the kind of humor that Donald O'Connor has just as a, yeah. as an actor and what he brings on for Cosmo's character. Um. And just that, and it it just works for him so well. It's like this kind of under he like undercuts all of his his um, humor, and it's just so funny. Yeah. So this is the first moment where I'm like, okay, um, Lena may or may not be a drag queen because that costume is what drag dreams are made of. I Lena Lamont is such a drag queen. Yeah, she's um, such a drag queen. But I my focus was pulled because this was the moment I realized Gene Kelly has beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes. Stunning. He's so gorgeous. Um, so this is like when he talks into the microphone and tells the story, we get some... And he has great teeth, yeah, too. Yeah, he does. They, they were white. Beautiful white teeth. Yeah. Even even in the <laughs> um, HD version of it, it's... Like... Perfection. Yes. Uh. But, all right, it's time to do a flashback scene. We cut back to the pool room as Dom taps and Cosmo plays harmonica, and the kids are really adorable, and I love, like, the slapstick style of comedy in this. Yeah. Um, and then they do like this dance and they're wearing these plaid suits and they're so fucking loud. They're, you can hear the suits. Um, but were they actually playing those violins? Were they tapping and playing violin at the same time? <laughs> no. No, they weren't. But they both are musicians as well. And, yeah. um, 
Don, I mean, Donald O'Connor is like a, an amazing piano player. Yeah, and we're literally like four minutes in, and the next note I wrote was, "Okay, Gene Kelly is charming, and I want to be him when I grow up." Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. He, he. Yeah. He is something. He's. He just. He's such a, a like classic Hollywood. And then we get a fun little montage about when he was a, a stunt man, mm-hmm. um, because his physical comedy and like all the scenes in the western scene and the playing into the barn and the motorcycle. He's he, he's good. He's a good physical comedian. Oh yeah. Um, Lena Lamont, um, is in, in, backstage at this, the Western movie or whatever, um, she is, like, leaning on something, and all I can say is, like, is that supposed to be, like, a waterboard? Like, what the fuck is that chair? <laughs> Why is she, like, I, d- I didn't get it, I don't know what to do. Yeah, is. I don't know either. Um, and, yeah, she's smoking, and this was the moment that they learned that they are going to do a picture together, and then once she finds out that he's going to be her leading man, she feels bonds all over him and she's one of those actresses mm-hmm. yeah, yeah she's she that that whole sequence is so is such a great unique way to to give you exposition and to kind of bring you up to speed and kind of be like yeah. this is what this is the world you're entering yeah, it was it was smart yeah so we learned that the royal rascal is a silent film and i could not even tell you the last time i watched a silent film Really? It was probably, like, um, when I had to do a research project on, like, Charlie Chaplin in middle school. Fair. Like, why... That's fair. Why, why do we need to watch silent films anymore? Now I'm kind of like, I want to go back and watch silent film. Yeah. There's some really great ones, and there's such, there's so many great, like, there's, um, just physical comedy was so huge with silent films. Yeah. There's, there's such, like, a wealth of it. Yeah. So, at this premiere, um, there's a, a line that a random audience member says, she's so refined, I think I might kill myself. <laughs> Funny. The relationship between uh, Don and Lena is quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved when he just wouldn't let her talk on stage. Yeah, I mean foreshadowing for later in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, that was he's funny. Yeah, he hates her. Because <laughs> um, at this point, like again, I didn't see, I've never seen the movie. I'm not. I don't know what to expect. Because then she goes backstage and she opens her fucking mouth. That voice. Yeah, it's an amazing. Like yeah, Jean Jean Hagen did great. Like voice acting. Yeah, so that's not a real voice. No, 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 no. Because no one could actually survive with that voice. You no, know, you can like hear it when when she when she t- when she just talks normally. You can like hear where she's pulling from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's definitely. As she on. says, "What's wrong with the way I talk? What's the big idea? Do I sound dumb or something?" Yeah, 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 you, you yeah, know. you do. Um, so we learn that they're actually not engaged, but just that's just what the papers say mm-hmm. for the fans. The fan magazines. The fan magazines. Do you do you have fan magazines? Do you I like, don't have them? any fan no. magazines. No, I I lost my subscription to Tiger Beat long time ago. Oh God, you would be a Tiger Beat girl. <laughs> so these fan magazines are they basically like the old version of like fan fiction? No, it's like it's or like is it like Gossip Comics like Perez Hilton? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's like um like Page Six and and all of those and Tiger Beat and um just anything that's like who's kissing who, who's showing who's wearing what, like that's what Yeah. Well, after the premiere, um, the girls start flocking to Don Lockwood like he's Justin Bieber or actually like Sean Mendez because he's hashtag Bay. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so gorgeous. He's so hot. It's not fair. Gene Kelly is so No, hot. I'm talking about Sean Mendez. Uh, <laughs> Um, so then he, like, gets his, like, jacket ripped, so he jumps on top of a, like, a trolley car, and trolley cars are just cute. I mean, mm-hmm. we should have those. Yeah, I know, right? We- I'm, I, I still, I, you know, I'm very, um, 
I've never been to L.A., so I've... Yeah, I, I, I well, I've, I've been to L.A. so, so long ago, but... Mm. Yeah, so Don jumps into a random car that ha- that Kathy happens to be driving, mm-hmm. and she starts having a breakdown because she thinks he's a criminal because she knows his face. Yeah! Duh! Um, but the sexual tension in that moment is, is a mood. Um, it's like a mood, and it's a mood how she's not having any of it. No, like, he just puts his arm around her, and she forgets that she's, like, actually driving um and i wish i could be as confident as gene kelly in this moment yeah like i couldn't ever do that to someone there yeah he has this air of cockiness to him which it's like it it is so it is like it it's part of his character arc that it's like it's supposed to be like so gross yeah like kind of slimy um kathy then has a little funny line uh that actually i feel like is something i would say Mm -hmm. Uh, her line is i don't go to the movies much if you've seen one you've seen them all Hence why we're doing this feature. <laughs> Sorry. I wish I liked movies more. Oh, I love movies. Um, so we learn that Kathy is a stage actress and thinks Ibsen and Shakespeare is real acting. And it made me really happy to know that she didn't mention Chekhov. <laughs> I, hate, I hate Chekhov. I yeah? really do. Like, no. If you're going to give me something like like that, give me Ibsen. Yeah. I love Ibsen. Are you not an Ibsen fan? Yeah, I don't. I guess I just don't know him well enough. No, you're not I know that more... classically trained. No. No, I know, I mean, I know, like, Shakespeare and Chekhov, but I guess I just don't really know Ibsen, other than, like, Doll's House. Yeah, well, that's a good one to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. So, um, Don says that, uh, when he's mocking her about Shakespeare, that, uh, he, he makes a line saying that Kathy's gonna need a beard to play King Lear, but that line just doesn't hold up anymore, because there's a lady on Broadway playing King Lear. Mm-hmm. It's funny, yeah. It's funny that line. I think that line is also, you know, obviously uh, um, meant to to poke fun at at Kathy in the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is really funny, specifically in this moment with Linda Jackson. It, like you, you know that like at that time, all of these lines, these are like th- this is the gold standard. This is what the current and the future is going to be. Mm-hmm. I wonder what like we're going to like look back on and be like, oh my god, that was really out of date. Yeah, like what a what would they it, like if they revived because the musical is so lifted of this direct dialogue. I wonder if they revived the musical now, how would they change the dialogue? Yeah. Like what pieces would they tweak? So we're at that after party, and um, Lena and is about to light a cigarette, but no, she doesn't have a, um, um, a light. So a bunch of boys just like offer theirs, <laughs> yeah. and I wish I had a bunch of boys fighting to light my um, probably a joint, not a cigarette. Yeah, and then you just throw it away. Um, but this after party is a ticket. It looked fun. Yeah, an old go. glam Hollywood after yeah. party. That must be the place to be. Um, is it actually Hollywood law to play a movie at a party? As they said in this movie. Oh, no, I don't think so, but... Well, we learn that RF plays a video of a talking picture demonstration, and this seems like a foreign concept to us. Like, Mm -hmm. a talking picture, that's all we do anymore. Yeah. Um, I wonder what it would have been like to experience a silent film, and then all of a sudden you get to see the jazz singer. Like, what would that experience have been to someone? I mean... I always think about that, like, you're, what, you're experiencing, like, a sense, like, you're, you're experiencing a, 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 yeah. I think, for me, like, the closest thing that I could compare it to in the world of technology is, like, when we all had our fun, like, razor flip phones, and then, all of a sudden, iPhone comes out, and you're like, what is this? You can do everything on a phone? Uh Uh-huh. Because I, like, I remember, like, I was in, um, rehearsal, 
uh, in college, and our stage manager had an iPhone. He was, like, the first one to get one. Mm-hmm. And, like, we had our computers out, and, like, we would be on the internet, and he'd be like, no, you can't be on your computer during rehearsal. I'm like, okay, fine, close the computer. And you look over, he's on his fucking uh, phone on the internet, and you're like, what is you this? You little bitch. Yeah. But now, like, ten years plus removed... The idea of an iPhone is just a foreign concept. Like, that's not new. This has, like, been with us for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, all of a sudden, to celebrate the premiere, um, there's a giant cake that comes out. And guess who pops out? Our lovely... Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. There she is. Um, and we get our first musical moment of the movie. Um, and it's such a classical musical moment. Everyone is in unison doing song and dance, and it's like a sugary song about dreaming of you, and it's cute and fluffy, and those costumes are cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to do... That's such a drag moment. Yeah, it, that... it totally is. Uh, so Dawn stops Kathy after the performance, and Lena is clearly jealous, mm-hmm. because that's who she is. Um, and Kathy uh, doesn't like being hit on, so she's about to throw the cake at um, Dawn, but it hits Lena instead. Yeah. And she's not having that. Thank God. And of course, we get a little one-liner from Cosmo. Because why not? Oh, yeah. What did she say? I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember. No, like, um, Donald O'Connor has a lot of just, like, one-liners that are just so smart. And yeah. And funny. He just, like, it just gets not right in there. Not the most, like, well-developed character in the movie, but it's... True. I would say, yeah, his character isn't... He's definitely the supporting person of this. The supporting role. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Um, the character actor of the movie. Uh, So Dawn runs after Kathy, but her wind-up battery-operated toy car is just too fast to catch. That car was silly. That was not real. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. It was not real. It looked like a not real car, but... I mean, good for her for having one in 1927. Well, it's the next day, and over at Monumental Pictures, we learn that the jazz singer was a rounding success. Um... We are then watching a movie get made, and basically they have, like, the set has, like, three movies filming at once. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, like, blew my mind, and, like, kind of is a reminder of, like, this is how movies were made back then. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need the full, elaborate soundstage. You just need one screen. Yeah, and you you had these actors who were, who were contracted for studios. They were contracted by... Right. Per movie. They right. were contracted for a studio for like a 10 movie picture right. or so 10 movie deal. At this time, like it w- this was still the case in 52, that most of these actors were still signed on with MGM, who mm-hmm. produced this movie. Um, so then we, we see Don, and he can't get Kathy off of his mind because she's the only girl to reject him. And I didn't, don't know what that feels like because everyone rejects him. <laughs> Well, the show must go on, and Cosmo needs to cheer Don up, so he breaks out into song in Make Him Laugh. Ugh. Uh, fun song. fact, I did know this song because I used the song in a play I wrote about almost ten years ago. Oh, well, look yeah. at that. Um, it was a play called Viral Video, because like, that's when like viral videos were like big, like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this kid trying to create a viral video, and like his, this one attempt was to like try to make his followers laugh. So he like made like silly faces to the mm. tune of Make Him Laugh. It was... It was a moment. A moment. No, in that in that physical comedy in that movie or in that moment, and yeah. it's just so it's so representative of the kind of slapstick that Donald O'Connor is good at, yeah. and the kind of the, the, just that physical comedy is so so great. I think yeah, Donald O'Connor is definitely iconic in this song, mm-hmm. um, and the ease of the way he just like moves and the choreo. It's just 
the scene is directed perfectly. Like yeah. everything about it is movie magic mm-hmm. epitomized. Yeah, his clowning work is so just like simple. It it's like it's so much like why I I love that kind of work. I want to put more of it in my own drag. Like that's such an easy simple way to create a really really great performance and to really entertain people so so easily. Yeah, yeah, and it's if, so greatly. It's if awesome. this <laughs> song doesn't make you smile, then you just don't have a heart. Right? Yeah. So then we get to see Lena in her new costume for uh, the new movie she's filming, and she looks like Marie Antoinette realness, and the look is to <laughs> die for. And this was the moment I was like, oh my god, she looks like Scarlet Envy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she looked, She gives you Scarlet Envy. Um, she gets, I don't, I can't tell you the context right now, but she has a line that, uh, that I like that, um, that's not all I'm going to do if I get my hands on you. I was like, okay, <laughs> she's that kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to see Don kiss her like, she, like he doesn't mean it. And she fucking freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm. She wants to be loved. I'm so sorry about it, girl. Yeah. We learned that the jazz singer is, is the reason why the movie is being shut down because the public wants talkies. Mm-hmm. This song and dance montage um, that we get next is something I've totally heard before. I couldn't tell you why, but it's like a 50s acid trip. If um, It's you've ever so seen good. One. Yeah. It's so good. It's so different from anything I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's one reason why this movie sets apart is I feel like it has moments like that in that that I have I don't see in in like a mainstream movie from the early 50s. Like it's, I feel like yeah. I don't see that in in a movie in that time and it's just like so fucking cool what you can do with film and they go for it with this movie yeah beautiful girl is a really cute number um because i too wish i had a conga line of beautiful uh girls following me hashtag drag daddy (laughs) um but wait where are these costumes like in that back um arch because i would like to find them and recreate them for a drag show yeah. And I could easily cast every single one of the of those girls with New York drag queens. Oh, yeah, definitely. Those looks were stunning. Like, how much was the budget for this movie? I wonder. In, in, in just the costume department alone. Yeah. Like, these are not, like, extras who have something they can bring from home. These are, like, insane costumes. Are you going to look it up for us? I'm and looking find it up as right now it? what the budget is yeah. in the box office. Um, yeah, so talking about uh, filmmaking moments, we don't get those aerial shots with, like, bodies forming such a stunning image like that anymore. It's, like, a really, really great final beat mo- mm, on mm-hmm. that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they accomplish that a few times. They go back to it with Broadway medley. Yeah. Um, the budget for Singing in the Rain was $2.5 and the box office was 12.4. Okay. And this is based on, this is not inflation, this is like their... Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, that's not too bad, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty good. So, um, producer um, RF tells um, Kathy that she was going to be cast as Rita Moreno's little sister, and Don is excited, but Kathy is like still not falling for Don yet, and you really have to act to not fall for Gene Kelly. Yeah. Like, like he, he could just be standing there... And you would be putty in his hands. He's so, like, hot, and he just looks at you and smiles with his great teeth, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, um, and then she just, like, talks about, like, the fan magazines, and that's why she's, like, not feeling him until she learns, <laughs> like, that's not true. And then, um, there was a moment outside the movie, and on my couch, as you said, 
um, looking at Debbie Reynolds, you did Halloween Town, you perfect creature. Yeah. You said that. That was a line you said. Because she did. She and did. And she's so perfect. And you just see it in her and you're like, oh, you And then, like, it. we, like, didn't watch the movie for a hot second because we were just talking about Gene Kelly and, like, his charisma. Yeah. Um, and, like, then his uniqueness and then his, his nervous, nervous talent. talent. Because Gene Kelly is America's Next Drag Superstar. He is. Yeah, he should win season 11. Honestly. <laughs> He could out lip sync all of them yeah, bitches. It's true. Well, this cat and mouse game of Don and Kathy is like just so old fashioned because this conversation in today's time would be a lot different. Yeah. Like it would be like my place or yours, and that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. Or that's what I think it is because I'm single, so I don't know. Uh, is that how it was it, when you met your man? No. No, it's definitely. I mean, there's something to say about all that romance. I mean, I'm also just such like a sucker for like sweeping romances and that moment is so like so like at the core of what this movie is it's just yeah. like this feel good just like totally like enraptures you with the with the like goodness of it and just like the goodness of like movie magic yeah. you know and that whole moment literally is that because it's them on a movie set like yeah. like using all the pieces and so it just so oh, he literally scene. pulls her onto this movie set to like win her heart mm-hmm. and first off how does don have access to the soundstage let alone all the fucking lights right well that's also part of it too is that he was he he was like like he was don lockwood so he was like their biggest ticket his face was on everything so it was almost like yeah do you want to use all of this you go ahead go ahead now like i feel like the answer is self-explanatory but like who would have been the don lockwood of that time is it actually gene kelly or is it was there probably someone else in the 50s that would have surpassed him i mean gene kelly would have gene kelly would have been up there i mean the amount of movies he just finished he just did Summerstock a few years before, mm-hmm. and that was the last Gene Kelly, Judy Garland film. And then and, he did American in Paris. Yeah, and Amer- uh, yeah, yeah, and um, so I mean, he was so, he was Gene Kelly, like he yeah. was such an iconic person. Already. Um, and then Kathy has this line that I was like, "Oh, that's a good line." She says, "Now that you have the proper setting, can you say it?" Ugh. <laughs> Oof. My God, I'm melting. When will I find a romance like this? I know. Like, this is what was mesmerizing to me is like, yeah, this is the lingo of the time, but it was well written. Yeah. This was a well written movie. Yeah. The script was, it's just so, yeah, it's so tight. It's yeah. such a really well done script. Um, I just want to remind people that ladders are not only good for levels, but it's a metaphor for love, I think. I'd say so. Yeah, go up and down and yeah. you meet in the middle. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Um, I'm just going to say, I don't like ballads, so I was kind of over the song. Not my favorite of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also code for I'm single and I hate seeing people fall in love because it's so impractical. <laughs> that's going to be the theme of this um, podcast, I think. But they I just, apologize. you know, they hit the ballad. So yeah. it's done. They did the ballad. It's over with. Okay, moving on. Um, but what I would like to know about this scene was this clearly was one of the moments that inspired um, La La Land. Oh, 400%. Like this, you, you, could, you can put them side by side, and you can see how much this meant for that movie. It was definitely a, a part when I saw La La Land. It was definitely a, a moment that I thought back to. So, I, I was reversed. I saw La La Land before seeing Singing mm-hmm. the Rain. You saw it, obviously, the, Singing the Rain first. What, how did you feel about seeing La La Land? I mean... I, 
I I wanted it to be more of I think also I went in because a friend of mine saw it and he was like oh my gosh it's bringing back the movie musical and I was like oh shit and so then when I went to see it I wanted more musical yes from it and I I didn't think it was a like the worst movie ever but I definitely yeah I wanted more of a more of a mu- of a musical part to it. Now, when they did capture those classic moments, like this moment in La La Land, did you get have that sentimental feeling, or did did it not really strike you because you were having those "I want more musical moments" feeling? No, I was definitely I was definitely struck by it, and I was I was captivated and enraptured, and especially in the particular moment that this is like is the. Um, the scene where they're the, the observatory moment. Yeah. Um, it's just so, um, it's so enrapturing. It's that same kind of feeling. And I think, um, Damien, what's his face who directed it? I think got pretty close to achieving yeah. it. I also saw a movie a few years prior that had almost the exact same like story structure that La La Land has, not the same character relationship, but the same exact structure, and it's a it's a much better film, IMHO. So I'm also just like comparing. Do you want to call that movie out? Yeah, it's Mommy. It's from 2015, and okay. it's from this director named Xavier Dolan, and it's better. There you go. By all accounts. Well, it's time we get a little um, segue into a uh, newspaper where it says Hollywood learns to talk, um, and now the actors are getting um, dialect coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, can you read this line for me? And I can't stand him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then uh, Dialect Lady, I thought, said cunt. I yeah. really did think she and said I cunt. And I can't stand him. Um, have you done dialect work, and do you love it or hate it? I love it. I love... I, I also really love language. I love being able to... Um, explore different dialects and explore how it changes how people pronounce different words and um, where that comes from and how that relates to the like the regions and but I'm just nerdy like that I yeah. think that's really fun um, have you ever used any of the vocal warm-ups that we saw in the scene um, I did until I went to college <laughs> and then one of my professors was like tongue twisters are terrible and then like I just remember, yeah, in my voice class, pounded out for a head to never um, use tongue twisters. My but. next note that I wrote is, it says, the dialect scene in the boys' butts. Talk about it, Nancy. Oh my god, the boys' butts. This was it. This was the part that I was like, boys' butts are great. I just feel like, the just you just, oh my god. Also, how Gene Kelly loved to wear tight pants when he danced. And his butt looks so good in Moses Supposes. It just, oh my gosh. But like... Yeah. Yeah, he has a great butt. Him yeah, and Donald so O'Connor, they have great butts in that scene. You See, so you're a butt person. Clearly, you're noticing their butts. I noticed Donald O'Connor's stunning blue eyes in this scene. His eyes sure. were... Sure. Yeah, no, his <laughs> eyes were blue. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for... I mean, fair, yeah. fair, 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 fair. I just also remember growing up and just, like, looking at their butts. Just, like, when yeah. I was, like, 10. Just being like, oh, my God. So that's why you didn't learn how to tap dance in this amazing tap scene. It's because you were looking at their butts. You weren't looking at the feet. Yeah. Fully. <laughs> <laughs> so then we uh, are going to make our movie, um, and the technology to film a movie is quite comical. Um, let's we're going to talk about Lena and the fucking microphone. Mm-hmm. Funny. 
Um, but first off, Roscoe, our little director, is high strung and an overall nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like that's great. that was he's not a real human. And then so in the that goes back to me playing third assistant director in the stage version, they do it. It's like a it's like a three stooges kind of thing. So it's like quiet, quiet, quiet. And so it's first him and then the first, second and third director. So that was like my character was like on the end doing like oh, so the you, bits. You, uh, in the power of three, you were number three, so you were the powerful one. Yeah, I I was Ooh. the one that had the moment. You, you made her break broke the moment yeah did you get laughs um <laughs> every now and then i think also i didn't really understand that my part was also i don't think my high school theater teacher did either but how my part was yeah by power of three it was the, yeah. the powerful part um lena has a really funny line um when they're trying to figure out how to use the microphone work uh she says but i can't make love to a bush <laughs> so she's never made love to a lady Oh no, she hasn't. I I did it. But Um, it's so true. Um, And then they decide to put the microphone in her, um, as they say, the flowers, but it's really her boobs. Yeah. Um, And it's picking up her heartbeat. Funny. (laughs) Not really how that works, but funny. Right. And it's just like the, the, the mistakes they go through, like, oh yeah, because they've never done this before. Yeah. Like they never had talking in a movie. It's yeah, this the bonkers. evolution of the wired mic is personified in this film. <laughs> yeah. In this moment. It's and then so good. you have RF pulling the dangerous wire and Lena falling over. That Which was is... funny. Like you we had this but to this point we haven't seen her do any physical comedy on her own. This was the funny moment for her. Yep. Fully. Um because you can't help but laugh. Oh yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, as you pointed out, it's time for the, uh, well, the, the screening of Dueling Cavalier. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out that Donald O'Connor is wearing a rainbow tie. He is! That was a good catch. Oh, I can't believe I've never seen that before. I guess I never caught that, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it means nothing, but maybe it means something. Oh, Who maybe. Knows? Um, I just, there's something about who, whoever designed, uh, Lena's costumes, just impeccable. Yeah. Um. The goddamn pearls that she's wearing in this. Ugh, it was so yeah. Good. Her her outfit in that whole that her whole Marie Antoinette outfit is so yeah. good. So I, I'm 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 loving it. Um, but I just love just the way she would play with those pearls, and you would hear the pearls, and it's like, it's the end of her career. This is horrible. Yeah. Um. And I love this prim- this this um screening because the audience finds this movie to be so bad and it is it is so bad yeah. it is comedy of errors and um what i would say this is um what they call camp yeah um, met gala this is what you should be doing camp. full camp this um, whole movie is yeah so the audience hated dueling cavalier and don kathy and cosmo try to ponder why the movie sucked mm-hmm. and what don can do next so they come up with this wild idea that they have six weeks to turn the dueling cavalier into a musical Six weeks? Yeah. I know, right? Isn't that bonkers? Six weeks. To compose a musical, choreograph it, stage it, rehearse it, film it, edit it. In six weeks. Yeah, in six weeks. Record um, it, mix it. That is what we call movie magic. Yeah. Um, so they're pondering this, and they had because it's this glorious idea, they lead into a song and segue into Good Morning. Mm-hmm. That's... I knew the song Good Morning. This is the segue into that song? Yeah, it sneaks up on you. Yeah. I feel like it had nothing to do with anything. I wanted, like, I wanted, I, when, out of context, when I hear Good Morning, like, I would think, like, oh, maybe Good Morning is after they finished filming and editing and all. 
Oh. No, this is from coming up with an idea. Yeah, I think it's it's like, a fine morning. It's not a good morning. It's uh, an okay morning. I think it's like it's like the start of like a, it's the start of a good yeah. day. It's the start of a good moment. But let's let's talk about this song. Good morning. Yeah, it's an amazing. Um, it's song. a really cute number, and I think it really does stand the test of time because this is the first time in the movie, aside from like that opening credit, that we see the three of them dancing together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really lovely. I love like the dancing raincoats. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that Debbie Reynolds is a bit out of her element compared to the other two. But she really does hold her on. I 100% agree. And I mean, like, her feet bled for a reason. Like, she yeah. wanted to make sure that she held her own in that moment. And she, I think she really, really did. Yeah, so they have this wonderful moment. They sing this glorious song. And then they realize they can't make it into a musical because Lena can't sing. Mm-mm. And then Cosmo and Lena... Um, uh, Cosmo and Kathy mock her until Cosmo figures out that you can lip sync and have Kathy sing for her part. Is was this the debut of the lip sync? Yeah, right. Lip sync for your life. Um, and then all of a sudden, I again, I the magic of movies and the things that happen off stage. Kathy and Don are together like officially, and they start kissing. Well, yeah, I think they. I think we we got what, that what is already. The ti- what is the time span? Like how 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 long has it been since um, she finally agreed that the um, fan papers are wrong? I mean, I would say they had to film a whole movie, so mm-hmm. at least six weeks. Okay, we, at least six weeks. At least six, six <laughs> weeks. Well, I would say I would say six weeks have gone by. Yeah. They could start kissing each other. Um, yeah, so that I was a little confused by that, but I too would like to know what it's like to be kissed in the rain and someone please kiss me because i want to sing in the rain and uh-huh it's time to sing in the rain <laughs> and this is the most iconic song, song yeah um from the movie and in movie musical history probably honestly yeah. um it was really sweet it was a really really cool number um is yeah he had to i mean gene gene kelly had to hold his own in that whole number yeah like he didn't have anyone else to rely on and like that was real water i was worried he was gonna fall fully real water yeah um but i think it was it's a again it whole stands the test of time yeah i think so oh yeah definitely definitely an iconic number and again like me not knowing this movie and knowing like those three songs out of context i couldn't have ever like strung along this plot ever Hmm. ever Interesting. Yeah. Well, after he sings the rain because he's in love, they go talk to RF and he is on board with the idea but is worried about Lena because don't tell her because she's going to be pissed. Um, but he also knows the name of the movie needs to change and they all do this like walk back and forth in unison uh, thing and they come up with a name. And what's it called? The Dancing Cavalier. That's such a bad name. <laughs> so bad. I don't like it. Next. I mean, that was all of them in the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. They were all given those movie names. Um, so they're on board and magically it's time for Kathy to sing and find me a man that watches me the way Gene Kelly watches Debbie Reynolds sing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He knew how to act. That, those, like he, he was in love. Mm-hmm. Like he, like sh- her singing did it for him. But she's like so good too. She is. Like, oh my god, she's so she's so good. good. And then we cut to Lena, who is so bad. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that then Lena lip synced for her life, and I think she should uh, Shantae. Yeah, she stays. Yeah, she stays. She can lip sync for her life. Yeah, I'm like silky not making nosh. Um, so we're gonna now move into this Broadway melody moment. Yep. Um, epic, epic, fucking epic. Oh, it's like. 
it's just it's like movie mastery it's just like you you see the the montage and you're like what are we gonna get later and you're like you're not even prepared for what you're gonna get later yeah so uh, again never seen the movie but I knew this got a dance part mm-hmm. and I think it was through um, the great movie ride at Disney I think they featured it at the oh, end really? montage yeah huh um, but All I remember is Alien. That's the, mu- the only part of the great movie right, yeah. that I remember. R.I.P. We're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, um, R.I.P. Yeah, this, this melody, it's colorful, it's bright, it's hokey. Mm-hmm. Gene Kelly could do no wrong in this number, but this is what the classic movie musical was. Yeah. This is why people revere it still. Yeah. I mean, like, you see the movie montage for Broadway Medley, or Melody, and you see that, that montage, you see that whole sequence, and you're like, oh, this reminds me of the opening sequence in La La Land, or the sequence when they're, like, going out on the town, and the four girls are getting ready, and they go to the party, like, the, that use of color, and that, like, just, like, the movement through, like, through the, just the world to tell the story, like, how they do, it just, it's such, it's such a template of what movies can be it's it it raises such a bar and sets such a precedent of what can be achieved and it's like so you better fucking achieve that if you want to like we don't really get we don't see that anymore because we we're all stuck on we want to see this like angsty dark serious shit and that that's what we go to the movies for now well yeah you want to see realism i feel like with movies people want realism and they want which is which is definitely a feat on its own but i think that there's something to be said about pulling away from realism and showing you how movies are movie you go see the movies because you escape can, you can escape and you can see something that you can't see in real life yeah. so why would you want to see what you can see on stage in a movie yeah. why don't you see something that you have to make as a movie like that's why they're so cool yeah. well it's time to meet okay green fringe lady yeah. <laughs> um so sid Charisse is hot she's dynamite amazing um and i would like to see all of those dance moves uh recreated in a drag i don't i don't know who could do it no but i want to see um those duets like it's a beautiful beautiful routine um and i know like we discussed a little bit, and I guess maybe I missed something. I don't know. I want to talk about the dramaturgy of this Broadway melody in the scope of the <laughs> Dancing Cavalier. Like, he passes out and imagines the future. Is that, like, what the scene is? Something like that. I need to go back and watch it. I feel like I I got, like, a text at that point when Donald... Because, <laughs> like, it was literally... It's, it, like, it happens so quickly yeah. in the movie where they just, like, wrote a scene really quickly. They're like, how are we going to piece all this together? And they're like, okay, they go to RF to explain it. All right, give this to them. Let's film it. Like it's just like such a quick, like two minute moment in the movie that if you miss that, you forget the reason this is even here. Yeah, or <laughs> like, will later say stuff. I can't visualize it, and I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna talk about this dream ballet. It is sexy. It's so good, especially when you have a giant flowing scarf filling the screen. Oh my god, um, it's so. How did this scene get made? Because it's pretty incredible. It's such a beautiful use of just like framing yeah. like it's such a beautiful use of composition and uh, color and um and like, depth like oh my god like obviously the wind machine really probably hasn't been invented yet so they were using like many fans yeah but it, it like shoots all the way up it like, was perfect it yeah was, i wish there is some sort of like behind the scenes filming of this moment because i would love to see what it 
looked like to create. Mm-hmm. How many takes it took That's what to wanna... perfect this. Because, I, I mean, it wasn't just one take, right? It was no, multiple it can't takes? Be. It has to... No, I think it was multiple takes. Okay. I don't think it was one take. Um, no, it could not have been one oh take. Oh, my gosh. No it's way. It's so good, though. Yeah. Um, it was pretty incredible. Um, but then we get, like, the a green screen moment of Don, and then he, like, gets bigger and everything goes away and it's really hokey and I was like okay this is the the bad part of the movie um yeah it was it, I enjoyed that part that that part really transcends that, and then once that part really transcends once RF is on board um there's time for Kathy and Don to kiss and oh Kathy I love you no more secrecy I mm-hmm. want that I want that <laughs> um, but then, oh no, Rita Moreno and Lena catch uh, Kathy and Don together, and Don says that uh, he's in love and kissed her, not him. She kissed him, and Lena is just like not having it. But um, what is the frock she's wearing in that hat? Like, it's really bad. It was like that tan and blue thing. I know. It was ugly. I, well, she's all corrupt and evil now. They had to costume her it was bad. Ugly. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was not her Rita best Moreno number. looks good. Yeah, Rita Moreno looks good in the whole film. Yeah. But my favorite, my favorite piece that she wore was at the beginning. The, yeah. That black and white like sequin yes. fringe Stunning. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lena is also not happy to learn that she's been dubbed over and she's going to be laughing the laughing stock. Um, so she changes clothes into this really sexy monochromatic pink outfit and goes mm-hmm. into the office. And, and the hat. Um, yeah, oh. she's drag perfection. That's such um, a good outfit. Well, she had her lawyers read her contract and she can sue the studio for how it will detrimental to her career. <laughs> yeah. She's dumb. She's dumb. She's so dumb. Uh, so then Lena gets Kathy's credit removed and tries to convince RF to have Kathy dub her voice in future roles because, as the papers say, she's a shimmering, glowing star. In the cinema firmament. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, but uh, on the marquee above the uh, Dancing Cavalier, it said, all singing, all talking, all dancing. Funny. Yeah. Funny to us. Um, the premiere is a smash, and Lena reveals to Don that Kathy will be singing for her for a long time, and they all try to plead to RF about contracts, and I, and this was the moment I, was, I forgot that in this day and age of film, you sign with the studio, and they're all stuck in this mm-hmm. contract with him. Um, so Lena decides she's going to make a speech, and that's career suicide. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting, too, because the you think about it now and you're like these stakes aren't that high and you're like this isn't as high of stakes as they're making and it's so melodramatic but like it was a talkie it was such a different time an early one too like yeah one of the first yeah and don knows how dumb she's about to be and decides yeah go reveal your voice Mm -hmm. um the audience is puzzled um but I don't really care because, I'm, again, I'm looking at what she's wearing in that silver dress. is like, stunning. Everything she wears in this movie except that one stupid, ugly frock. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lena then freaks out when the audience is confused and beg, um, they all want to hear her sing and prove that, that it was her voice. So Kathy has to sing behind the curtain and Kathy is pissed. Um, then she said, because Don isn't defending her, and she says she doesn't want to see him on or off screen ever again. So melodramatic. So melodramatic. So Lena is asked what song to sing, and Kathy says Sing in the Rain. And she has to sing Sing in the Rain to a live crowd with Kathy mm-hmm. being behind the curtain. And I'm going to ask you another dramaturgical question. Mm-hmm. How do they know Todd's internal love song? Because that, that technically was in his oh. mind, correct? Yeah. How do they know this? This is the movie musical part that I'm like, I hate it. I, the, dramaturgy. Yeah. 
I didn't. I never really thought about that. I think also. I mean, it's it's kind of like what's the song like that ties it together. Kind yeah, it's of deal. because that was the song of the movie, and they had to shove it again. Yeah. Fine, I'll give it a pass. Um, well, the boys decide to pull the curtain and reveal Kathy as Lena has no idea why everyone's laughing, and then mm-hmm. Lena is humiliated as uh, Don comes back and starts singing, and she runs off stage, and. And then the audience stops. Kathy Selden! Yes. Um, and then he honors her for her voice and that they all heard. And it's a beautiful moment of love. And I wish Hollywood romances were true. Mm-hmm. And then here is why You Are My Lucky Star should have been in the original and not been cut. Because they reprise it in this moment. And it would have just been so much more powerful if the part when Kathy is singing it was still in the movie. Yeah. Well, you should tell Gene Kelly. Maybe I'll fix it for you. Yeah. Come back from the Well, dead. apparently Singing in the Rain is the next monumental pictures flick, and then uh, the two of them kiss in front of the billboard, and that's love. The end. The end. The end. Oh. It's, a, it's a really, really, really special little movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a fan of it. We'll, I'll tell you the full reveal about the score later. Okay. But um, I want to talk a little bit about how this movie um, affected pop culture. Yeah. Little things that you may or may not know. Uh, Gene Kelly's hometown of Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, played the Sing the Rain scene during Rain Delays. Oh. <laughs> um, as we mentioned, Gene Kelly's animatronic appeared at the now sadly defunct Great Movie Ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. MGM Studios. R.I.P. Yeah, well, MGM Studios has been away for years. They oh. got they lost that licensing a long time ago. I know, but that's how I remember it. That's yeah. the only time I've been to Disney was MGM. That's, what? Uh, I've only been to Disney once. Oh my god, I'm taking you. All right. We my family has a Disney Vacation Club timeshare at the boardwalk. Oh my god. I really want to have just like a gay bash at Disney, like. Get it during gay days. Yeah, no, no, that's too insane. I mm. want. We need to infiltrate Disney. Oh, great, great, great. Not, not uh, all of us. No, just, <laughs> just a group. Just <laughs> not a all group. of us. Um, and did you know that the movie appears in um, various ways in a bunch of movies, including Crimes and Misdemeanors, Robots, Silver Linings Playbook, The Intern, I knew and it was Brooklyn. in Robots. Yeah, it's in among many others. I love that movie. What do you think is the influence? this movie had on the future of movie musicals um it set the standard uh first and foremost it's it's it showed them what movie musicals are capable of and what they should want to achieve um i feel like that i said and not just a standard but it set a really high standard at that um if someone tried to make a movie like this today not like la la land because i feel like la la land didn't have the humor and comedy that this has. But yeah. If someone tried to make a musical romantic comedy in the vein of Singing in the Rain, how do you think we as a society would receive it? I think we as a society would like it. I think it would be different. And if, I think it definitely would be different than Singing in the Rain. I don't think you could do directly the same thing as Singing no. in the Rain. Like, there's you can never do a remake of this movie oh no you couldn't do a remake of the movie just like you you can't really do a remake of the wizard of oz you just can't do that well yeah yeah, yeah. it just cements you itself can ad- adapt it the way I you mean, want like but... i always used to think that they were never gonna do like the what's like the next movie musical that's like the standard passing in the rain i think is um 
it's either the it would be like singing in the rain like the top three like singing in the rain wizard of oz and west side story yeah which they are remaking west side story yeah i'm scared about that yeah yeah but i don't think singing in the rain i don't i don't know i don't know if it could be i mean there are things about it that i that i would be interested to see that were different if i saw this production but um but yeah i just i i think it's 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 stands on its own and it's still it it ages well like it's just a really great film as we learned early in the podcast there was a broadway production which is why we have the stage version mm-hmm. for all the schools and regional productions to do who would you want to see in a new broadway production of singing in the rain a new broadway production of singing in the rain i would want to see oh i don't know any dancers other than what's his face can I throw out a name and the I'll guy, see? Who? Who are you going to say? The guy who was in On the Town and American... No. Tony Asbeck? Yeah. But that's... he. He's too old. He can't do it. But who... Well, how, well, what, how old is um, Don supposed to be? I put Don in his, like, early 30s. Oh, okay. Well, the person I was going to throw out there, just for, like, namesake, I, it would probably be too old now, unfortunately. Matthew Morrison? Oh yeah, Matthew Morrison. Matthew Morrison could be like RF. He could be like the movie. Okay. He could be like the movie director. Wow, that's a downgrade. The producer. Major. Ah. Um. I mean, who's like a solid dancer? Or is this proving that maybe there isn't someone to do it? Yeah, or maybe it's just an ensemble member. Like who? Who? I mean, like who would be? Who would be Kathy Selden? Who would be Kathy I mean, Selden? I don't know if she can tap, but like someone like Laura Osnes. Yeah, that's true. She could do it. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I would love to see people of color. Sure. <laughs> that's a one thing. It was so fascinating when we were watching this movie. And I was like 10 minutes in and I was like, holy not cow. One. Everyone is white in not this movie. One. Which it's it's like everyone was white in the movies in the 50s, unfortunately. And a part of me was like, man, if this was remade, like, wow, that has to change. But but yeah, so I just, I I, I wonder... Who else could be in it? I don't know. It's just it's it's gonna it's in my thinker. I'm gonna have to think well, about it. Since we're casting, um, do you want to cast a drag version of Singing in the Rain? Yeah. All right. Let's start with Don Lockwood. Who is going to play Don Lockwood? Don Lockwood. So I need a drag king for it. You drag king, or it can be um, someone out of drag. Hmm. Don Lockwood. I would go with. Oh, I don't know. This one's good. This was hard. This, this is a harder is, one. This is a hard one to make a drag version of. Yeah. I would make... I would make Kathy Selden, Gloria Swansong. Okay, okay. How about I don't Cosmo? Know, I don't know her dancing skills, but I would make her Gloria Swansong. Um, I would make... Oh, fuck. Uh, did you see um, Sasha Valore's Drag King... It just, like, was recently put on yeah. Instagram. That would be... Is that your Don Lockwood? Maybe? Okay. And um, what was the name? Was it Alexander Velvet? Was that what it Alexander was? Alexander Velvet, something like that? Yeah. yeah. So Sasha Valore out of drag, but in drag. Yeah. And then... Um, Cosmo? Do you have a Cosmo? I need... I want a drag king who's, like, uppity and, like, fun and, like, crazy... And like slapstick comedy. I don't know any. 
This is good. This means I need to know more drag yeah. kings. How about, well, I think we kind of answered already. Lena Lamont is Scarlet Envy. Yeah, Scarlet Envy, duh. Yeah. Um, how about Phoebe Dinsmore, the dialect coach? I have someone in mind, but who, who, who would you put? Uh, Lauren Order. Lauren Order? Okay. I was going to say uh, Coco Taylor. Great. <laughs> um, so which one do you want, Lauren or Coco? Uh, Lauren. Okay, we're going Lauren there. Um, how about uh, Sid, Sid Charisse, the uh, woman in the green sequin dress? Um, uh, what's her name? Um, fuck. Nope. <laughs> I need a leggy queen. I need a leggy dancy queen. Um, how about, you know who I'd like to see? Here we go. I want Brenda Darling. Yeah, put in Brenda Darling. Brenda Darling, you are She'd the woman great. in the green sequin dress. Um, how about Rita Moreno, Zelda? Uh, oh, I want, uh, Pixie Aventura. Yeah, 100% Pixie Aventura. Yes. Oh, and, um, it would be an acting challenge, but for Donald O'Connor, for, uh, Cosmo Brown, I would want Max Pleasure. Max Pleasure? Okay. Yeah, we 100%. Just saw Max, the other night. Max is so good. Max is so good. Okay. But I feel like Max is, like, is, Max is such a great, it does such great, like, darker stuff, and I know Max is funny, and I know yeah. he can do something funny, so I would want to see funnier. Yeah, well, I think this is a I fun think you cast. Do it. This yeah, is gonna yeah. twenty twenty. That's when we'll. Yeah, actually, I have, I have. He'll have to like work on his dance moves, but um, a newcomer on the drag king sing Buster Balls would be Don Lockwood. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sorry, Sasha Fuller. You've been um, sorry, Sasha. You've been fired. <laughs> you've been nixed. Um. So I have some questions from the fans. Mm-hmm. Um. And by fans, I mean Ari Durchi. Great. Um. How has Singing in the Rain influenced you as a performer? How has Singing in the Rain influenced me as a performer? Well, that's funny. Um, it, I was kind of thinking about it. Early. Actually, I was thinking about that all night, funny enough. Um, singing in the Rain, for me, uh, it's influenced my love for the type of comedy that I love. Um, I love really, I, I love um, really outrageous comedy. And um, it's I love outrageous physical comedy and like performance and entertainment, especially in... Um, just, yeah, it just the, that kind of like vaudeville, that, that drag, me as a drag performer, I love that kind of vaudevillian sticky entertainment and singing in the rain was such, such an important part of that. Um, also tap dancing is my favorite style of dance. And one of, I would say the reason is because of singing in the rain. It's just, it's, it's such a great, um, emulation of how, fantastic tap dancing can be and just how brilliant tap dancing can be and also as an entertainer and as a as a as an artist and as a movie maker like singing in the rain is such an important part of my history because of how how much it exemplifies what a movie can truly be yeah which is that. i think so important i appreciate that a lot yeah she also wanted to know and this is a little bit of a darker question great where were you when you heard about Carrie Fisher's death followed by Debbie Reynolds and how did it affect you? I was with this guy I was seeing at the time and I was at his place and I was so the whole, it was at night. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. at night when everyone found out. Right? Yeah. And I, Carrie Fisher had already passed away the day before. I think it was, it was, I think a two or three day. I might it be was wrong. really it was close. Very, it was very close. And Carrie Fisher had already passed away. And that was like heart wrenching. And Debbie Reynolds. I remember when she passed away and I was like, Oh shit. I mean, she, th- that is the, that is how you die of a broken heart. 
That is literally yeah. how you die of a broken heart. And I was like, you, I saw your face like growing up so much and I like loved you as uh, the grandma on Halloween Town and like growing I just it, well, you... Grace is uh, Grace's mom oh yeah and Grace's yeah. mom like yeah you were such an important part of my my upbringing and my childhood and 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 seeing you everywhere and just knowing I was like you're Debbie Reynolds and you're so fucking brilliant and then I remember as soon as I was I was visiting because I was living in the Berkshires for for that time and my boyfriend at the time lived in New York and I was I went to see him that weekend and then I went back the next day and went back to the Berkshires and that night I watched the Debbie Reynolds um, Carrie Fisher documentary on HBO and just cried yeah. cried and I want to go watch it again yeah <laughs> and she's like they're still doing the show together and and just how how much. That's why this movie is so good, and these actors are so good. Is Gene Kelly and Donald Cotter and and Debbie Reynolds were innately such performers at heart, and that's where their love was. They their love and their passion was in entertaining and performing. And if you really want to be a performer, and you want to really truly see what it's like, you just watch them, and you just fall in love with how brilliant they are at their work and at their at what they do because they're tried and true performers and wanting to perform and wanting to audition, audition, audition and make it. And that's how they all did it. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have my previous Make Mike Watch guest ask my current Make Mike Watch guest a question. Okay. Um, this is from Pussy Willow, Willow and Ari Dirchi. Great. Who from this movie would you kai-kai with? Oh my I mean, god. Like, Gene Kelly. Yeah. Like, oh my god. I've like thought about it so many times. The things I would do to Gene Kelly so, from this movie specifically is, is is Gene Kelly a top or bottom? I mean, in your all fantasy, of it, all of it, <laughs> like every possible thing that can happen has to happen. Like it is a must. Mm-hmm. We must do everything. You guys yeah. gonna dance on that bed? We are going to dance on that bed. Oh my god! I just his ass is so beautiful. <laughs> Oh my god, he's so pretty. Well, it is oh. now your turn to ask my next guest a question. Okay. What what do you, what are you thinking? Um if uh do you know the movie? You don't get to know. Oh, okay. Dang it. Um if you had to trade lives with any actor from not character but actor from the movie, who would it be and why? Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Well, it's come to the point in the podcast where I'm going to reveal my rating of the movie. Out so, of out 10? Of 10, out of 10. I'm going to give Singing in the Rain a 9 out of 10. All right! Yeah, I'm, I, I'm really impressed by this movie. Oh. And I'm really glad I, I got to watch it. It's such a great movie. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy I watched where it. Where can we find you on social media? All right. You can find Nancy No Good on Instagram at She's Up to No Good. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash She's Up to No Good is my Nancy No Good page. And you can also find me now on Twitter at Nancy No Good. Fun fact, I probably won't respond to you because I tried to make my Twitter birthday the day... This just happened. I tried to make my Twitter birthday <laughs> the day that I started drag. So that would make my Twitter less than five years old. And Twitter came for me and they were like you we're deleting your account 
Like, we're suspending your account. You're too young to have a Twitter. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? No one who's five has a Twitter. Or has a name Nancy No Good. Has a name Nancy No Good on a Twitter. Like, are you kidding me, Twitter? Jack fuck at all. Like, whoever... Like, oh my god, I was so angry. And now I have to, like, send them... This is the worst part. I had to send them my photo ID to approve. And I'm like, I'm a drag queen. Like, it won't be the same as my photo ID. Nor is my name the same as my photo ID. Like, this is such a mess. So funny. It's such a mess. Oh my god, I'm so angry. <laughs> well, when can we expect to see the Nancy No Good tribute to Sing in the Rain? Oh my god, um... Honestly, ASAP. Yeah, like, it needs to happen. Six weeks. It'll be in six, six weeks. weeks. Six weeks, we'll get it all done. Well, in six <laughs> weeks, we will touch base, but thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. This is a blast. A huge thanks to Nancy for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what's your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.